Welcome to the MJV Podcast, where we focus on building your faith and stirring up your passion to win souls. Take a minute to subscribe if you haven't already, so you can stay up to date with everything we do. Now here's your host, Evangelist Mike Vitalich. Five things the Lord showed me this year. If you're taking notes, this is number one thing that he has shown me. And it, it's really, I, I've seen growth in my, my prayer life. Number one thing is prayer. Amen. We should not take prayer for granted. Amen. Prayer, I wrote here in my notes, prayer is the, is the biggest key for any person or ministry that wants to grow. That if you want to succeed in life, begin to pray. The more time you put into prayer, the more you'll get out of prayer. Amen. Prayer is not only just communicating to God, but prayer is, is accessing the throne room. Amen. Now, there's different types of prayer. I'm not going to go all into that. But, you know, when you pray in tongues, you actually access the supernatural. It's a supernatural thing that happens. So I found, I found myself praying in the Holy Ghost more. And I, I thought I learned to pray in the Holy Ghost when I was in Bible school because I was on faith. I, when I was in Bible school, you know, a lot of the things I was believing God for, now I wasn't working. I, I, I had money in my savings and stuff like that. But a lot of the things that I was doing, it was, it was in prayer. And so I came here. And then the Holy Spirit, you know, and this being a pastor, being on staff here and, and seeing all these people and people coming up to you, asking you advice. And I'm going to be honest. I needed the Lord's help. What did I do? I ended up praying more. Glory to God. Prayer is direct access to God's throne room. Prayer is the biggest thing for any believer to do. Nothing happens without us doing our part. Our part is speaking to God. Our part is opening our mouths and talking to God. And you know what? It's one of those things that you have to fully understand. When we're praying, we're talking to our Heavenly Father. We're talking to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Bible says that the God's the same as yesterday, today, and forever. He's never changing. He's all-powerful. He, he made the heavens and the earth. So, when, I mean, listen... If you had access to talk to, like, Bill Gates or, or uh, the Amazon CEO, you know, they own a lot, right? They might have a lot, you know, all these wealthy people, celebrities. But you got somebody far greater you can talk to. Come on, somebody. You have somebody far greater. The, the, the God that created you, that knew you, that is predestined your destiny, that, that knows everything about you. The Bible says that he even knows the numbers of your hair on your head. Glory to God. <laughs> I, I knew you would say that. <laughs> but you, you understand what I'm saying is we're accessing God. And it's a special privilege that we have. You know, and not every prayer is the same prayer, right? There, there's like, you know, when I was growing up in an Italian family, you know, I grew up, I love my mom. She's probably watching and stuff like that. But... I know my mom was praying for me. There's something about a mother's prayer that gets quick response. Glory to God. You know? And so whatever you put in your prayer is what you get out of. Does that make sense? Whatever, whatever force, whatever energy, whatever passion that you put in your prayer, you know, you know when you need help. I, when, I call it emergency tongues. <laughs> you don't know what else to do. You just start, it's emergency tongues. I just need help. Holy Ghost, help. And you're putting a lot of power in that prayer. God sees that power. 
You know, the book of James talks about that prayer. Amen. And so the number one thing, I, I mean, I found myself going on my knees and praying, not even caring who's around me. Because I'm praying for people. I'm interceding. You know, not too long ago, we had a, a prayer meeting here on Thursday, a Thursday afternoon prayer. And I, I, I wasn't leading it or anything. Sue was leading it. And she just said, hey, if anybody has something, just come up and start praying. Well, I had something. I said, let's start praying for our families. Let's just start praying for our families. It's in that relationship. Now, get this. I want to share this with you. When I, when I felt that, my grandmother, all the way in New York, she, you know, my mom was with her. And uh, they're at, I don't know where they're at. They're sitting down somewhere. And my mom saw my grandma's eyes roll back. She thought my, my grandma was going to have a stroke. And here I am. We're praying. We're praying. I didn't see my phone until I was done praying. And then my mom called me. You will never believe what just happened. It looked like your grandmother got really sick and, and she just felt like, you know, numb and she was going to collapse. But then just like that, she came back. And I was like, when was this? And it was the moment the Holy Ghost told me to start praying for our families. Come on, somebody. You know, that's the Holy Ghost praying through us. You can't take that for granted. You actually got to pray more because you see that happen once. How many times has the Lord tried to get our attention, right? Get, stop us. Hey, why don't you start praying for somebody? Why don't you pray this, pray this, pray this? You know, God's always talking, the Bible says. But are we listening to God's ever still voice? Because he'll direct you in prayer, man. He'll direct you for prayer. And I, I'm so grateful that he always does. Amen. Hallelujah. John, um, John 15, 14. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask him for anything according, according to his will, he hears us. Come on, somebody. He hears us. God loves to hear. Think about it. You know, for some people, they're, oh, I don't know if God hears me when I pray. Well, first of all, make sure you're praying his will. Right? You're not praying. There's a lot of different prayers out there. You can't pray for, um, I'm not going to get too much into it, but a lot of people, like, would pray for certain people. Oh, Lord, let them move away. Or, you know, that's, sometimes you might be doing witchcraft when you're praying against someone's will. They're just going to say that. You know, you can't have God change anybody's mind. God's given us free will. You could ask God for a plan to reach that person. You could ask God to send somebody to reach that person, to speak to that person. I'm going to share another testimony about that in a second. But <clears throat> we have this confidence that we, have, we, we could approach God. I mean, think about that. We could approach the King of kings and the Lord and ask him, Lord, this is what I'm believing you for. Lord, my family's not saved yet. I, I'm believing that you would send somebody to, 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 to talk to them, send a soul winner. You know, when we were in Wisconsin and... How many of you have ever heard me say this, right? When you're going out to pray for someone's family, you, you know, you're going to talk to somebody. You're going to pray for someone's mom, dad, aunt, uncle, brother, sister. God's going to send somebody to talk to your family. How many of you ever heard me say that? Well, when we were in Milwaukee, we were just knocking on people's doors. And I approached, and I, I'm, I got like two people with me, and I'm training them up, right? Praise God. I knocked on this door, 
And this girl answered the door. And she has her son and her boyfriend, husband, fiance. Not sure, not, not, not my business. There. And they're looking at me. And we just gave invite cards. Hey, I want to invite you to church. It's the way church. Amen. Told, them the pa- told her the pastor and everything. And uh, by the way, has anyone ever told you God loves you? She looked at me square in the face. She says, what did you say? Has anyone ever told you God loves you and he's got a wonderful plan for your life? She's like, this is going to be nuts. But I just got off the phone with my brother. And listen, he's a Christian. He keeps telling me about God, how I need to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Glory to God. This is what she's telling me. And then she says, you just come to my door and knock and just tell me God loves me and has a wonderful plan for my life. And I said, can I tell you something? We pray for people like you. We pray that we would be an answer to prayer. When, when some family member's out on their knees, their brother, sister, cousin, praying, Lord, send a soul winner to my sister. Come on, somebody. She prayed that prayer of salvation. We led her to Jesus. And I said, you know, you should just call your brother up. Tell him what just happened. Tell him someone just prayed with you, and you just accepted Jesus. Glory to God. We're an answer to prayer. When, you know, that's so I, I want to remind people, don't give up on your un, unsaved family members. Because he, God is going to send a soul winner to knock on their door to say, hey, God loves you. Glory to God. We're going to see our family. And that's one thing I always pray for. We're going to see our unsaved family members saved in church on the front row, getting touched by the power of God. Come on. Filled with the Spirit, speaking in tongues. We're going to get that how? Because we're going to keep praying. We're not going to give up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Exalt. Now I'm going to keep going from the verse. Exalt in his holy name. Rejoice. You who worship the Lord, search for the Lord and his strength. Continually seek him. Remember. Hallelujah. The wonders he has given he has performed these miracles that he has given you and the ruling, the, the rules he has given you. Praise God. That one is actually 1 Corinthians. I got, ex- I got too excited, y'all. I skipped ahead. 1 <laughs> <First> Corinthians 16, <laughs> 10, uh, and 12. I knew it didn't sound right. I was like, wait, I'm going into a second verse. But it's all right. We made it. Amen. I want to read it one more time. 1 Corinthians <laughs> Y'all learning something? Is this good? Praise God. First Chronicles 16, 10, and 12. Hallelujah. Continue to seek him. Remember the wonders he has performed, his miracles, and the rulings he has given you. Come on, somebody. Remember that. When you go into prayer, when you go to seek God, when you go to the throne, remember everything he's done for your life. Because that just gives you more, hey, he did it once before. He's going to do it again. He's going to keep doing it. He's going to do it over and over and over and over again. Because you know what? He doesn't stop. Amen. He doesn't stop pouring out his blessing. He doesn't stop performing miracles. And just because you receive something once, that doesn't mean it's over. There is more to God. There's more miracles. There's more blessing. You know, that's how your faith grows. Hallelujah. Prayer is the number one thing that, yeah, if you're, if you're not praying on a regular basis, I want to tell you, start. I, I'm encouraged because, you know, we're driving when we went to go pick up uh, our family dog, um, my in-laws' dog, right? 
Pastor James had his phone going off. And I just, because he's driving, I see his phone going off, phone going off. It's just a reminder to pray. Because he can get so busy. We can get so busy in our data. We just need a phone reminder. Hey, prayer time. Every, it's almost like every hour it goes off. He's always in prayer. You have a pastor that prays. Thank God. Amen. So if I could just tell anybody, everybody, set a reminder on your phone. Whether it's at the end of the day, in the morning. Because the more you pray, the more you'll develop a relationship with God. Amen. You search for God in prayer. You express your love to God in the search. Just like I pray and I spent time. Listen to this. My biggest answer to prayer is my wife. Glory to God. My biggest answer, my biggest thing, I always remember, God gave me a phenomenal wife. Everything else is just a bonus. Amen. Because you could, you could marry the wrong person. You could marry someone that, that doesn't suit up with you. Right? That are you really hearing God if you're about to enter a relationship? Are you really understanding this person? Is this person connecting with you? So when I, when I prayed for my wife, I was searching God. Right? The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom. I was busy seeking God. And in my seeking, I said, Lord, I, I, want, I want the right person. I don't, want, I don't want to go around and talk to anybody else. Give me the right person. And he puts people in front of you. Glory to God. He'll put that right person in front of you. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. Prayer is more, like I said, prayer is more than just talking. It is getting into something spiritual. You are talking to your creator, the one who created the heavens and earth. I mean, you could ask for whatever you want. Our natural minds will put, put a limit on God's prayer. Well, we don't want to be asked too much. You know, you, you don't want to ask for a new car. You could ask for something used or pre-owned, and, and maybe he'll give you something nice. No, you could ask him for a new car. You know, when my wife and I were looking for houses, to, we were believing. I remember we came in this church, and we were telling people, by the end of the year, we're going to be moving into a house. We had no idea. I wasn't pre-approved or anything. I, I just moved in. And the Lord spoke to somebody. Their house wasn't even on the market. Glory to God. And they said, hey, are you looking for a house? And I was like, yeah, but, yeah, sure. I'm, of course I am. Yeah, I'm looking for a house. <laughs> you know, not knowing what all the paperwork and everything that, I mean, there's so much to it. And he showed me a house. And I didn't know my wife had a list. Listen, <laughs> my wife had a list of everything she wanted in this house, the color uh, of the walls, the color of the house, the, the floor, you name it. The, I mean, lighting, like the windows. She likes the natural light. I just wanted the garage, amen? <laughs> I just wanted the garage. I like to put my truck in the garage so if it snows, I can go out and shovel it. And like, okay, it's nice and clean. But when she saw the house, we walked through it, and she looked at me, I looked at her, and I, and I, I felt, you know, the peace of God. And I said, this is it. You know, it's our first home. The first home God's going to bless us with. And, you know, the enemy tried to come that, like he usually does and said, no, it's not going to work out. The, the real, his real estate agent didn't like the fact that he didn't even put it on the market. He, he, the real estate agent began to tell uh, the owner of the house, said, listen, you can make so much more. I mean, the, the house market is booming because we, we got the house way under asking. 
Like, he just told me his minimum dollar. He's like, this is what I want, you know. This is what I need. He's planning on, planning on to retire, going somewhere south and just chilling, you know. This is what I need. That's his bottom, bottom number. My wife actually blessed him. We gave him more, amen, because he was a blessing to us. Most people don't do that. Okay, this is what you want. I'm going to give you more, glory to God. But we have a great relationship. I still talk to him. I still pray with him. Amen. A great, great, great man of God. But I'm saying we got all that in what? Prayer. We got all that just spending time with God. Having a relationship. Developing a one-on-one. You know, Pastor James said it. You know, you spend all that time in your mother's womb, right, growing up. And the first voice you recognize is your, is your mother's voice. You just know. Growing up, you just know the voice of your mom. You spend time with God, talking to him, and just hearing his voice. You won't go wrong in life. You won't go wrong in ministry. You won't go wrong with anything. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number two, second thing that the Lord's really shown me, uh, persistence. Amen. Persistence is like a huge, huge uh, key in life, you know. <clears throat> like I said in the beginning, nothing happens without us opening our mouths and praying, right? We are going to continue to ask God. Just because we don't see it happen doesn't mean we just stop asking. No, we, we, we ask him, we thank him for it, and we keep believing. We don't stop unless it manifests. Amen? Just like the house, the house testimony. You know, we, it was always, it's on, our, it's on our prayer list, you know. It's on our prayer list. We're praying, Lord, thank you for that house that you're going to give us. Thank you for that house you're going to give us. Thank you for the car you're going to give us. Thank you, for, thank you for the people that you're going to bring around us. Glory to God. Persistence <clears throat> makes a difference between a winner and a loser. Persistence makes a difference because someone that's persistent won't give up. So, you know, when we first started this service, there was like, I think, three people here. <laughs> three people. And it stayed that way for, for a couple of months. Nobody was showing up. It would have been easy for us to, like, shut it down. But no, I knew the Lord spoke to me. The Lord spoke to Pastor James. And I, we're going to start a Sunday night service. And it's, people are going to gradually come in. People that are hungry. Are gonna, I just don't want anybody sitting in these pews. I want somebody that's, that's hungry, someone that's wanting to learn, someone that wants to see God move in their life, somebody that wants God to do a miracle in their life. Amen? And that's all you. Praise God. Persistence is not giving up. Persistence is showing your dedication. Persistence is grace's best friend. Grace is the super empowerment of God. Persistence and grace works together. Glory to God. Because you get the power from God. You carry his anointing. And then you keep running with it. You just don't fulfill a task and that's it. No, you, you, you move on for, to another task. You move on to another task. And you look back. The Holy Ghost, because of the grace of God that's on your life, the empowerment to get the job done, and the persistence you have, that's what God looks for people. Because some people will, as soon as they accomplish something, they'll just stop. They'll just say, well, I did that, and uh, I'll, I'll wait six years later. They're like church furniture. Hasn't grown, hasn't done anything else. So when you're fully devouring God, 
and you're fully hungry and sold out. He'll give you the grace to keep going. Not being, even, even if there is somebody sent by the enemy to try to fumble you, to mess you up, to trip you. He'll give, no, you keep going. You become a man and woman of valor. You just keep going. It doesn't matter the obstacle. I know my God. Just like, just like David. Just like Joseph. You think about Joseph, right? He was persistent in all his, his time. Because even after his brothers tried to sell him, right, to, to slavery, um, he, he gets thrown to slavery, and then he gets accused of uh, 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 sleeping with the king's wife. And, and you just see all the hardship. He never stopped loving God. He never stopped showing, showing love to God. He, never, he kept serving. He kept doing because he knew God was backing him up. Glory to God. He had the spirit of persistence. I'm not slowing down. I'm not going to stop. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop when God calls me home. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is that helping anybody? Persistence helps grow fruit. Now, this is, this is huge. <laughs> like the fruit, patience. Persistence will help you grow patience. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces these kinds of fruit in our, in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay? Persistence will help you grow the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit will then show people he, she are different. They're different. I could keep nagging Matt and he'll never bark at me. I could keep asking him questions after questions and after questions. But because of, because of the man of God he is, he has, he's developed patience. And so he's on a hot, you know, my mom would say, and I love my mom if she's watching, you got my last nerve. <laughs> you know, you're on my last nerve. You know, asking all these questions, doing something, or, you know, I'm going to get the wooden spoon out. You better listen to me. You're on my last nerve. Glory to God. I've been hit by the wooden spoon uh, way too many times. I know, and I'm on my mother's last nerve. <laughs> but persistence will help you grow in love, will help you grow in faithfulness. You know, the Bible says you're faithful with the little. He'll make you ruler over much. That waiting period to go to ruler over much comes with patience, persistence. Keep going. The devil does not want you to succeed in life. Newsflash. The devil does not want you to succeed. The devil doesn't want you to, to grow in anything of God. The devil comes to steal, kill, and rob your joy. He'll rob you physically. He'll rob you emotionally. He'll rob you till you have nothing. And after that, he's going to try to kill you. He'll try to make you take your own life. You're not good enough. You're worthless. Nobody loves you. Nobody cares about you. Might as well just kill yourself. That's why you, you have to stay in the anointing. You have to stay with men and women of like faith to help you, to help cultivate you. Amen. We all need to be cultivated. Glory to God. Is this helping anybody? Hallelujah. You know, and persistence helps in, in, in so many areas in life. So many areas. When you're, when you're getting to know somebody, right, you start a new job, right, you just know. Persistence says you know God's voice because you know what he's called you to do. 
and you choose not to listen to any other voice. I know God called me into the ministry. I'm, I, I'm not on TV yet. I'm, that's okay. Maybe one day, by the grace of God, I'll be on TV. Glory to God. We'll have a whole bunch of churches, praise God. But faithful, that's a little. little. I'll make you ruler over much. Just keep going. Keep growing in the things of God. Praise God. <clears throat> James 3, um, James 1, 3, verse 4. For you know when your faith is being tested, your endurance, your persistence, some people could say, you could switch that word, has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when you endure to the full, fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, completed, needing nothing. Needing nothing. When your faith is tested and you're in the middle of a trial, right? Because we're not... We're not exempt from the things of the world, right? But that's when your faith can grow. When you experience something in life, you could know that, hey, I experienced something. It's okay because God was with me during that experience. And my faith is going to grow. He carried me through that. He carried, through, carried me through that. You know, I experienced the death of my father a couple years ago. I'm not mad at God. God didn't take my father away. The enemy did. The enemy did. I'm not, you don't see me in a corner just, you know, looking for a pity party. No. My father's funeral was a great celebration. Amen. I actually had the opportunity and I ministered. I, I, I told everybody about the heavenly insurance my father had. Just like when the enemy wants to kick you in the low. Look, I took your father from you. You're not going to preach at all. You didn't see God move in your life. No, that was a completely lie. I had about 12 people give their lives to Jesus on, the, on my father's wake. Come on, somebody. Devil's not going to steal my joy. Devil's not going to steal anything from me. I don't allow it. I'm persistent in the things of God. My faith is growing all the time because my persistence is also growing with that. I saw God do it once before. He's going to do it again. When I had nothing in my bank account and I sowed my last dollar, he gives seed to the sower and bread, for the eat, bread to the eater. God came through. When I, was, when I was believing God for finances to get married, Lord, I want to have a nice wedding. I began to win. So I saw God do financial miracles in my life. I saw God use me to, to lay hands on the sick, and I saw people get healed. I saw God, people get filled with the Holy Ghost when I prayed for them. Glory to God. Now, have I done that before and nothing happened? Yeah. But I, I didn't stop. Well, I guess ministry is not for me. I'm going to quit. No. No. My faith, your faith needs to be tested in your pursuing God. And I'm telling you, it's a beautiful thing when you can look back and you can say, look where I came from. Look where everything he brought me from. Praise God. Hallelujah. The third thing that I've learned, and, and it's a beautiful thing, is peace. Everyone say this, don't lose your peace. You can say it one more time, don't lose your peace. See, Aiden got it really good. Amen. Peace is, peace is one of the greatest gifts from God. You can't buy peace. Some people think they can buy peace, but you really can't. When, when things don't go your way or on your timing, when someone tries to throw you out and, and, and just destroy you, you can always count on God's peace 
The world doesn't understand God's peace. The children of God understands his peace because his peace is priceless. His peace is priceless. When you're going through something dramatic in your life and, and you just, God, I need your peace right now. And, and the peacemaker comes to give you peace. The Bible says it passes all understanding. Because you could turn on the TV right now, right? How many of you guys watch the news and, and you could just see things that are happening in, in like Australia and different parts of the country. I mean, there's so much, there's so much of an antichrist spirit out there where you could question yourself, like, what's going on? What's going on? Lord, I need peace, right? I need your peace. And he'll just come like a wind. And you'll just feel his, his perfect peace, like nothing's happened. Like you're covered, you know? And when, when, you're, when you're driving and all of a sudden a car cuts you off, you just feel his, that peace come over you. Okay, everything's going to be okay. I'm protected. You can't, like I said, peace Peace is something you can't buy. True peace comes from, from, from God. First uh, Peter 3.11, they must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. You need to be pursuers of peace. Live peaceful in your whole entire life. You know, you could easily minister to somebody and maybe they don't get it. Maybe you're, you're trying to talk to them and, and minister to them, and, and it's clear as day, and they don't understand. Well, that's when you ask the Lord to give you peace, and you just pray that the Holy Ghost speaks to them. Because, you know, even as somebody, like, I'll talk to people. People come to me and my wife, and they ask us our advice and counseling and stuff like that. And one thing that, that, that I, I, I'm just so grateful for is the Holy Ghost, because... If you really want to know something, you go after people that have the answer and have the experience that you're looking for, right? If I need help with my car, I'm going to go to a mechanic, right? And they're going to tell me all about my car. If I need help with something spiritual, I'm, I'm going to go to a pastor. I'm going to go to someone like faith, someone that's above me that, that's been around the block, amen, that knows a couple things. And if, and if they don't listen, it's not my fault, right? You just got to rely on the Holy Ghost, that person is not listening. And sometimes that will frustrate, you know, I, I get frustrated because then I, then I see on social media, right, oh, that person's back to what they were doing. They totally didn't get it. Lord, send somebody to, to help them. They totally missed it. And as a minister, I'll be honest, that's what frustrates me is when, when you could be so clear and with even simple directions like, you know, and, of course, there's no one here. Everyone here is, is, is great. I, I, my wife and I, we have an online audience that we minister to um, on our Facebook. And it's those simple things where you could see it. It's almost like a, a father and a son, a, a father giving a son di direction. Listen, if you put your hand on this hot stove, you're going to burn yourself. Just don't do it. And there's something that, that the kid doesn't process right. It's like, I won't burn myself. <laughs> and they end up burning themselves. But you can count on that peace, just like, all right, I trust God. I trust God. And God's going to help that person. Amen. Don't, the Bible says not to be excited. Um, Philippians 4, 
16. I'm sorry, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And this is a great, great, great verse. So I know Emily is taking notes because I think I, I shared this with you. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. <laughs> Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, pray and give, bring God your petitions. With thanksgiving, present them to God your, and give them your request. <clears throat> verse 7. And the peace of God, everyone say peace of God, <laughs> which whew, I just feel his peace right now. Hallelujah. Transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. You know, thank God for the peace. Thank God that we have that peace, that, that, that you know, Oh, man, I'm trying. Holy Ghost, help me. Because it's when you're in those, those scary places in life that you don't know what's going to happen, that you could just rely on his peace. You know, I, I, like I said, I'm using a lot of my personal examples in my personal life, and I'm sure my mom's watching, but there were times where I was, like, in, in really, really bad situations. And I knew God. I wasn't walking with God. I knew God. And I knew God as, uh, as peace. And I, I, I would just even say, Lord, I really need your help. I really need your help. I need your peace. I, am I going to get in trouble here? Am I going to get the cops called on me or whatever the situation may be? And he just took care of me. It's that heavenly peace that you just can't. And that's the thing, I can't explain it. But I'm sure everyone here has experienced that peace. And it's something so beautiful that you don't take for granted. Amen. <clears throat> Fourth thing I learned in this year of ministering is the level of hunger. The level of hunger determines the level of anointing. The level of hunger determines the level of anointing. There's different levels you could experience of God, right? I want to experience them all. I want to, I want to experience the, the, the fire, the pure, the pure glory of God where things, things don't even make sense. I, I just want to be in his presence. I'm, you know, if you ever prayed and fast and, and you haven't eaten for a long period of time and, and somebody puts a, you know, a buffet around you, What's that sign that you're hungry? You're just going and taking things. Mine, I'm taking that. And you're filling up your plate. How many, y'all been to the Chinese buffet? You've seen those people that have like one huge plate. Like you know, all right, they're hungry. They're hungry. They're getting all those shrimp, praise God. <laughs> they're going for, for like triple. <laughs> no, no finger pointing. <laughs> you get in trouble for that. <laughs> but that's the level of hunger I'm cultivating. That I just don't come here on a Sunday night and just, it's not me. I don't want this service to be me. This is, this is the Holy Ghost service. I want the Holy Ghost to move. I want to, I, want, I, I, I tell people I'm an usher. I'm going gonna, gonna to help usher in the anointing. And we're just going to pull on it. Pull on it for what? Pull on it for whatever you need. Tomorrow is Monday. You're all going to work. You got to deal with things. Some of you, uh, you got, you know, errands to run. 
Now is the time just to draw on the anointing because it's in the anointing that he's going to equip you. He's going to fill you to overflow. He's going to give you that peace. He's going to give you that joy. He's going he's to give you that, 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 that direction. He's going to tell you where to go. Amen. He's going to tell you who to talk to. He's going to tell you everything you need to know about every situation in your life. And that all comes from hunger. That all comes from a place of, I'm desperate. I need God to, to, to give me that wisdom. I need God to give me that miracle. Why? 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 Because I need it. I'm hungry for it. You could tell me your daily life. And I could tell you from what you share with me if you're really hungry from, for God. Because someone hungry for God is, is always in his word. Someone hungry for God is, is, is listening, you know, is praying. Who's being persistent in the things God has, has done. He's, who's doing everything in excellence. Because you're hungry. You're leading people to the Lord. You're inviting people to the food pantry. Hey, if you need something, come here to the food pantry. You know, hunger. Hunger. Hunger gets God to look at you. Hunger separates you from other Christians. I'm going to put more time in his presence. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to serve in my church. You know, I remember right before I was going to go to Bible school, back in my, my home church that I grew up in, you know, I, I remember, you know, at that time I had my own car. I would be at the church first, <laughs> you know. I'd be like one of the first people going, making sure the lights are on, making sure the, the children's church tables were set up, making sure the chairs were pushed in, making sure the, the, the toilet paper was in the toilet paper rolls, and, and making sure everything was clean, ready to go. I just wanted to be in the presence of God. My life did not, I did not care. I, I, I wanted God, I, I wanted to grab God's attention. Lord, I'm, I'm serving you. I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it unto the Lord. Why? Because I'm hungry. I don't want to live an ordinary life. And I saw this year, just my hunger. Part, part of the reason why I got more hungry is because all you. Because you came in here hungry. You came in here. I, I need a miracle in my life. I don't want, and some of you even said that to me. I need a miracle in my life. So what do I do as a minister? Okay, I'm going to believe with you. I'm going to do, I'm going to do more work praying. I'm going to get my word even more. I'm going to train up even more people. Why? Because of you. I want to see God do a miracle in your life. I'm going to spend hours praying for you, talking to people on the, on the bench outside, just pouring into people. Why? Because I'm hungry for God. Hunger, like I said, gets God's attention. Give out books. Buy people Bibles. Glory to God. Hunger allows you to pull on the anointing. And that allows the Holy Spirit to manifest. Manifest just means to come down. Whew. Hallelujah. 
I just feel his anointing right now. Why are you walking around? I just feel God's anointing. I just, you know, the anointing is tangible. Grab it. Pull on it. Ask him to come and touch you. Even now, even in a service like this where I'm teaching, the anointing is still here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just everyone lift your hands real quick. Just say this. Say, Lord, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for you. Now, if you mean this, say this with your heart and lips. Say, Holy Spirit, come and touch me. Let me feel your presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.